Welcome to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. episode of the podcast today i have dr calvin williams once again i am doing a two-series episode with dr calvin williams himself because he's just so knowledgeable about career service employee relations and career affairs that we couldn't all do it in one episode but this episode we are going to focus on career services and what is this building or department is all about and it's a lot more than you might think it is. So we're going to ask Calvin some questions. And I'll start out with, you know, Calvin, tell us a little bit about yourself just in case that some of the audience didn't listen to the previous episode mm-hmm. so they can get to know you a little bit better and your, a little bit of your background. Got it. I appreciate it, Daniel. And like I said, let's go ahead and put it on the record that you and I have been working together when you were a student at UCF and I actually worked at UCF in the Chris Center. Uh, for about six years now, so I've been watching your career uh, happily, like a proud father, as you grow and, and do some different things. I'm currently doing some uh, organizational consulting, independent consulting. Uh, prior to that, uh, program director of employer relations at FSU. I managed a team of 11 folks, and you met me when I was at University of Central Florida in the employer relations realm of the career center as well. So been doing career center work, employee relations work, probably for the last decade, 12 years. So uh, what is employee relations? I sit down and I work with employers on creating recruiting plans. Um, You and I had talked about uh, being dual-headed, where on one side I'm recruiting employers to come on a campus, uh, coaching them on how to get into classrooms to meet with professors and meet with students, when our affairs are, how to be interactive, do info sessions. And then on the other side as a liaison, uh, I've been liaison for college of business at multiple schools, so I work with primarily business majors. So I also help business majors get ready to meet the employer. So that could be interview prep, it could be networking skills, how to dress for an interview, how to ask for an interview. So if in a perfect world when I did my job, I was able to match students and employers so they can have opportunities to either hire or be hired um, by the employer. So that's the biggest thing that we had, and that's some of the things I've done. And I, you, you helped me so much, and I know you just mentioned that we've been – you helped me six years ago when I was, it's probably more than six years ago, it's about eight years ago. Probably. So two years before I graduated, <laughs> um, because one of the things I remember you said that you wanted to work with students that had more time, so that there was more time for them, and that you would, it would be very hard for you to help somebody that came um, three weeks before graduation, because you, it, it, everything takes time, and it's about you know, approaching the employer with time. So we actually worked together maybe a year and a half before I graduated, before I even joined the professional selling program, believe it or not. And so what I really want to talk about is I used to, oh, as a student, and even until now that we, until we just spoke about it more in detail, I used to think about career services being just one office that would, their goal was to help you, you know, find a job. But there's three really different sections of career services. So can you elaborate on what those sections are? Yeah, definitely. And I won't get into a specific school, but the traditional model for a career center that you'll see around the country, around the state, 
um, you'll have multiple teams. You'll have a career development team, you'll have an employer relations team, and you also have experiential learning. Career development, if you will look at it, is like that entry level into career services where they're working on professional development, the, the workshops that we put on, how to write a resume, how to dress, how to network. Um, you'll do some drop-in hours if you just want somebody to look at your resume real quick. Career development folks will do that. If you want to do an assessment on your likes and dislikes of, to kind of help you decide what type of career field you want to go into, the career development teams at most universities, most career centers will do that. Um, if you look at that next step, and I'll go in the, the order, experiential learning. Uh, at most schools, that's where the folks are going to help you with internship opportunities, co-ops, externship, job shadows. So again, they're related, but you get your resume done by the career development folks, and then you'll kind of pass you on to experiential learning to kind of help you find that internship to get you multiple internships to get experience. And then the one I'm most familiar with, the one I've worked on since you've known me, is employee relations. Uh, that is where the organization is meeting employers, bringing employers on campus, having employers post jobs in the system. Again, at certain schools in Florida, it's handshake. Others, they use simplicity. But employer relations is chasing employers around the country to provide opportunities for students. Um, they can also liaison with colleges. And for instance, for me, I liaison with the College of Business. So I actually went into classrooms and met with professors and student organizations, professional sales, Delta Sigma Pi, Alpha Kappa Psi, to get those students ready to meet the employers. Also, I was trying to find opportunities for employers because they want to potentially go into a classroom, but I didn't have a class for them. So DSP, as faculty advisor for them, I could bring an employer with me in there, and it gave those students exposure to employers. So again, traditional, you're going to have a career development piece of a career center, you can have experiential learning piece, and you're also going to have the employee relations team, which comprise the entire career center. Makes perfect sense. So in an ideal world, and I know that this is hard to come by, you would start out as a freshman or a sophomore, or even if you just transferred from Valencia as your AA, you want to first start out with getting your resume done, and so in that department, right? So that's with your resume, um, practicing some interview techniques, right. and get ready so that when you're meeting employers for the first time, whether it's for an internship, a co-op, or a job shadow, that you're presentable. I would say, yeah, and I'm, I'm smiling, and your, your podcast audience won't see that, but my smile is, um, I would say, go ahead and let's, let's be proactive. Go into the career center and get started. Just ask questions. It'll probably be the career development team that you walk into. But go ahead and ask, hey, how do I get started with you guys? What are my steps? If you don't want to do that, go on the website for your career services. Most and the ones I've worked with and, and I'm familiar with in Florida, they have roadmaps. And what does that mean is they have a roadmap that says, for your freshman year, do these things. For your sophomore year, do these things. For your junior year, senior year, you should be. So you can go in, most are going to have those marketing pieces. You can go on the website for most of your career centers, especially in the state of Florida. But yes, go in and ask them, hey, where do I, where am, I'm a junior. I transferred in from Valencia. What, what should I be doing? But if you look at that visual roadmap, it walks you through the steps. Resume should be done. Cover letter, mock interviews. Go to the career fair. Those things are there, and you can just stair-step your way from your freshman year to your senior year. And if you follow those steps at most universities, you're going to have job offers. You're going to have job offers, which is the goal at the end of the day. So you get ready. You you're now have a good, solid resume. You have you know built you know confidence in your interview techniques. You did an internship. 
with um, exponential learning. What, what is that department? Experiential learning. Experiential learning. So after that, what comes next? It, it depends on the organization you did the internship with. Um, what I've seen, the market trends, if you are a junior going into your senior year, you did an internship over the summer before your senior year, probably 85, 80% to 85% of those employers are trying to lock up talent early. So in a, in a perfect case scenario, you do an internship after your junior year, before your senior year, you like the organization, they like you, they may offer you a full-time position before you even go to your fall semester. Uh, companies are locking talent up that much earlier. Now, if you don't get that offer, you don't want to stay with them, you can leverage that summer internship throughout the fall and that next spring to kind of show work experience, work history, what you've learned, how you can benefit an organization. So now you want to start networking yourself and, and your, your tools and look at it as a salesperson. You have to convince me as an employer, what can you do for me? And that's where that resume comes in. So I don't want to know you took a class. I want to know you've done some things. You've, you've been a full-time student, worked a part-time job, and balanced all of that and still got good grades. Or if you didn't get a 4.0 GPA, which is not the all in all the be all, what were you doing extra that was taking over that, your time. that yeah. took over your time so if you're working full-time and you graduated with a 3.2 you can explain that and that looks really good to those folks so I would say leverage that internship from what you got through experiential learning start working with your employee relations unit who's coming on campus who's your liaison what do I need to do how do I get in front of these people who's coming on campus for an information session how do I talk to them those are those things you always want to do excellent and so I know that We've talked about that I would go to your office and I would talk to you a lot, but how does a student end up setting an appointment with their college business liaison or their college liaison? I, I would say the first thing, the first step is to know who that person is. Um, you can go again, go to the career center or go on their website, and most career centers that I know will identify a liaison list. It will say who the liaison for the college of business is, who the liaison for college engineering, who's the liaison for athletics. So we even break it down that far. Your email address and phone number. Um, now, I would say when I'm doing that type of work, a student would, would have just reach out to me, email, phone call, and let me know their availability and what we want to do. Because what I'm going to do is triage that student. Has, has your resume been looked at by career development? Have you had any internships? If the student doesn't have a resume that's been looked at by someone in the career center, uh, we don't want to bring them into employer relations this early. You want to make sure they're ready to go and they want to say, I want to talk to this employer. Um, so I would say, look at the website to see who your liaison is. Go to the career center and ask. Yeah. And then touch base with that person and identify the best way to make an appointment um, are they going to do a class presentation? Can you just go and meet them there? Uh, can you go to coffee with them? But definitely make sure you get on their schedule because most folks would probably want to bring you in for an appointment so we can maximize your time. And so let's say that a student is prepared. They've done an internship. It wasn't the, 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 their dream job internship, so they didn't take it or they didn't get the offer. But they, they've done, they have the resume. They've done all that. Why? What's the benefit of them having a good relationship with their liaison? Well, what you want to do is you'll be able to identify what employers that are coming on campus. That liaison will be able to identify um, some of your skills and may be able to help you understand what employers would benefit uh, from those skills. But it never hurts in the networking realm to have somebody understand who you are, what skills you have, and what you provide. 
because and his employer is talking to him and says, hey, I'm looking for this person. I'm like, hey, you need to talk to Daniel. Uh, or better yet, Daniel, I think this person is looking for some skills that you have. Go talk to them. So the more people that know you, what skills you have, and what you can bring or provide to an employer, the easier it is to network and help you find what you're looking for. And so the College of Business at, at the University of Central Florida has about 8,000 students. Mm -hmm. How many of those 8,000 students actually take advantage of those resources that are provided by the university? Um, that's almost a trick question because I hadn't worked here in, since 2014. So when, when you were here, or we can even talk about your, your experience at FSU, yeah. I just want to get the perspective of how many students are really taking advantage of this amazing resource that the universities and colleges provide. Well, let's, let's say um, for a large school, um, I would hope you would get 20% of your students at a career fair, but most schools are probably going to get about 10 to 15% of their students at a career fair. That's across the board. Um, so I won't get into specific numbers, yeah. but if you look at the numbers at your school or another, um, less than 10% is actually going to show up. So if you've got that amount coming to the fair, you can look at that as how many are actually coming in to the, the facility to get service. So I would say Perfect, perfect world, we would get 50% of students from a college to come in. Um, so we can always do better. We always need more students. But um, I can't say there's a certain percentage that came through for me. I would say when I was here with you, I probably saw the same 25 students maybe two or three times, where other students I didn't see at all. Makes uh, sense. The toughest part for me, and I, and I told you a long time ago, is when a student is going to graduate in the spring. We're in May of, of the academic year. We've had multiple career fairs. We had multiple employers on campus, but a student finally comes to the career center three weeks before they graduate. That's really tough because we don't have any more employers coming until the fall or that next semester. So the earlier, the more often students come, the easier this process is for them. Uh, understanding who their liaisons are within their college, who their liaisons are at the career center, who they can talk to and identify things they want to get done. So I don't have a real number yeah. for you, but it's low. Is, this, is there such thing as too early? I would say for me and students I work with, no. Um, because too early, even if you're a first semester freshman, I would say, are you going to get something from that? Potentially from an employer, no, but it's an experience. You can never understand the impact of having 300 employees in a venue and 3,500 students around you. It helps you get used to the pace. It helps you get used to the hustle and bustle of a fair. Um, you imagine if you're a first semester freshman and you start working on your resume, um, you've done some things in high school, you're going to do some things working part-time jobs. You can have somebody build that format for you. You can have somebody start talking about how to dress, how to talk as a professional. So I would say it's never too early to start networking. It's never too early to start talking or thinking about meeting with employers, but it can be too late. No, it makes perfect sense. Calvin, um, this is a lot of great knowledge. I was really involved with the career service, but I didn't know that the, those three steps were built that way. And I think it's because by the time that I met you, mm -hmm. I had already done some internships and I had already done... Um, my resume was very, very solid. So it was kind of like I was already at the third step. I wish I would have known because I, I probably would have saved a lot of time and tears 
um, if I would have had some, some of the resources available that you guys did provide. But how can a student, if a student comes to you, uh, a career liaison with a list of employers that they want to go to, um, how does the employer relationships try to help them out? So how does that work? Okay, and I'm going to answer that, but can I say, I'm going to just jump in. Everything we're talking about in a career center, yeah. these are free services. Resume review is free. Mock interviews is free. Coming to the career fair is free. Infos, all of these things are free, so you can come every day if you want. So never graduate, because your tuition is paying for this stuff, but never graduate without taking advantage of the services that are there. Now, I'm sorry, ask you, tell me your question again. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I was saying, um, I think one of the things that we did was I would share with you where I wanted to work mm -hmm. and that you would then help me connect me. So how does a student, you know, build that relationship with their, you know, employee relations liaison? I, I would say just be proactive. Uh, one, you have to, just like anything in networking, we have to know who you are. Imagine a school like this, UCF or FSU or UF, thousands of students. Um, College of Business has 84, 8,700 students here, FSU 54. So there's a lot of people. So if you want to stand out, you have to be present. Um, you have to be visible and viable. I always told you that. How do you get hired? You're visible and viable. How do you get noticed or, or stay in contact with Chris Services, your liaison? Visible and viable. We need to know who you are. I need to see you more than once. But once you have a top five, and again, I'll just use myself and when we work together, and not everybody may use this model, but if you brought me a top five list, then my job now is to show you as a young professional, how to network with those folks. So now you have a list of companies you want to meet. So my job is to help you identify who that touch, touch point is with that organization, or better yet, hey, your number one company is coming on campus next week. You need to be there. So now I'm coaching you on how to meet them, how to talk to them. Uh, but then, again, I told you earlier, it's opportunities. You have a top five. I show you how to network and meet that top five. Now it's on you to go do that network absolutely is just one of the things so I coach my students to create that top five then I also coach them on how to network with that top five and then let you go and then we come yeah. back and whatever mistakes you make we correct them and you go again um, so that's one of the things we're teaching you how to be that young professional with that process because when we were talking earlier we don't do placement, so I don't have a job for you, but I help you find that opportunity, I help you get ready for that opportunity, then it's up to you to perform, and then if most times you, you do well, and again, when you left here, you had multiple job offers. I didn't do anything other than point you in the right direction. Right, right. Um, I'm gonna leave, ask you the same last question I asked you last episode. You, again, over-delivered in that amount of value um, that I could even imagine that I, we're gonna be able to get on this podcast. But if a student only can take away one piece of advice that you were given, what do you think that should be? Go to the career center. Um, that's what you may just walk in there and you don't even know what to do. There are professionals there that care about you. They care about your development. We want you to be successful. But if you don't show up, it's hard for us to help you. Um, you will get an email from a liaison, you'll get an email from an employer, but if you don't show up, no one can really do much for you. So I guess that'd be the one piece. Just simply go to the career center and say, I need help 
with my resume. I need help networking. I need help finding an employer. I need help researching folks. And watch those people actually bend over backwards to kind of help you. But if you don't walk in the door, it's kind of hard. If we don't see you out and about, um, we don't know who you are, it's hard to help you. Makes perfect sense. So here you go, guys. You guys heard it yourself. If you don't know where to start, just go and just go to the career service. They will help you regardless of where you are, whether you're an incoming freshman or just finish your AA at a community college or you've already done three internships and your resume is absolutely perfect. They are there to help you. It is a resource that essentially is free. You've already paid for it. It's already in, in your tuition. It's including your tuition. Um, they have their relationships with the companies that you want to work for. And if for some reason they don't know the company, I know that they can help you and reach out to or point you to the right direction. So use the resources that you have available. That is probably one of the best resources that universities provide that a lot of students don't take advantage of it. So please, please do if you're listening to it. And again, Dr. Calvin Williams, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing your knowledge with the audience. I truly appreciate it, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Man, I appreciate it. Good to see you grow, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart from taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode. I truly hope that you loved it as much as I enjoyed making and creating this content for you. My goal is to provide content that's going to help you master college and land your dream job. So if this helped you and if you know someone that should listen to this podcast, please, please share it with them. Nothing will make me happier than to see this podcast grow and make this community bigger so that we can help every student be able to graduate with their dream job. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode.